Welcome to Connection Privé. I'm Clémence de Crécy, CEO of PR agency Clementine Communication. Welcome today. I am delighted to welcome yet another guest in my studio, the one and only Emma Sale. Emma is the founder and CEO of We Are KK Brands, which includes Killing Kitten, Safe Date, Sisters and The Sisterhood. Emma, welcome. And here we are, live with Emma Sale. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I've got three children all back at school, so I'm in a really happy place right now. I'm clapping. <laughs> Congratulations. I don't know how you manage that. I, uh, I've i just got one and only one or two days a week. It's crazy. but you just got to take it. You've got to take every minute you can. <laughs> and definitely, definitely trying. I think I've got about 45 minutes before they, one of them walk into my studio. So um, let's get cracking. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. I know we've met each other many, many years ago and you're someone I've always look at as a, as a true business leader, um, you've done really, really well in your career. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit more for those who don't get who don't know you yet um, about yourself and how did you get to where you are now? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How long do we have? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so basically, I am, um, well, business wise, I founded a business called Killing Kittens too, which explores women's sexuality and um get to basically give women a safe space to explore their sexuality online and offline um and founded that 15 years ago I just felt it was a very patriarchal um world and I was sort of just a really pissed off 24 year old girl party girl who was just out and about and just not liking the real male dominated just world of just being out and socializing and at the same time had some bad sort of sexual harassment issues working in financial PR and there was and grew up in the Middle East so there was this kind of sort of anger burning in me about why why were women treated differently to um, men and why couldn't we we were told we could do whatever we wanted and be the same but it's sort of the reality wasn't there so founded that business um, and at the core of that was always community um, and also at the same time I love my sport and founded a big group called the sisterhood which again was it's a kind of similar but it's sort of women being able to do crazy sports races and it was the same it was sort of a drunk bet with a group of guys who were giving it the big large testosterone chat about how they were with the brotherhood and they wanted to go across the english channel and i said right sod it i'm going to launch the sisterhood and we'll race you across um and so the sisterhood has become this big group um, um of girls and actually we have guys included in it as well and we did loads of different adventure races all over the world and raised loads of money for different charities so sort of I've had Killing Kittens I've had that going um the yin to my yang um but both actually very similar with that community offline supporting each other um and and giving women and girls that confidence to go out there and be whoever they want to be and they can do what men do um and then last year we launched a business called Sister, um, which is an online platform, again, on and offline, um, professional network for um, for women, um, so professional women across mm-hmm. all industries, wanted it to be kind of all inclusive and not just a specific industry, which a lot of the women's like professional networking groups are specifically for different ind- for set, set industries. So yes. it was, again to be all inclusive and again that big community sort of feel and with everyone helping each other out um and having you know events every month um 
on that that's front so yeah so in a nutshell that's kind of what I do and all of them sound very different business wise and setup wise but actually the the core and the backbone of all everything that I've always done has just been a big team and a big helping each other out as women yeah, um, yeah. So, well yeah. you are you are definitely and it, it it's and it's an amazing transition to what this podcast is all about <laughs> is that human connection you know you've built so many businesses trusting people working with a team group of friends which have been with you since the beginning and are still with you now <laughs> um i know i know your your brother i've met your sister but i know how proud and everybody is sort of behind you and supporting you along the way so it's uh it's a true testimony of of what the real human connection and the power of human connection um so how do you how did you cope actually during the confinement i know at the moment i don't want to focus too much on that because we have to leave and we have to go through the other side i'm, I'm hoping you, you share the same point of view but how have you coped during that time with your team um and how did you take all of your events did you say online and yeah. I, how, how does that work <laughs> um do you know what it kind of i was laughing with a friend this week actually and i said i work i've always worked better in chaos um <laughs> <laughs> and this, this all, and I've always worked better in chaos and under serious pressure and whether that was doing my dissertation and stuff at university when you know I'd leave it till the last minute the night before and then be up all night under pressure um, and, yeah. and having to make decisions really fast and when everything's really chaotic around me is when I actually go into my calmest state yeah. and my brain goes into the calmest state and actually it's weird kind of as soon as this hit and we saw it because we had a big event out in in Venice at the that last weekend of the carnival when it hit oh, Venice yes. and Venice shut down. Oh, we my. were out there. So we flew back on that Monday and it had shut down on the Sunday. And then yeah. two weeks later, I was in New York. Mom calls me the super spreader. Um, and then I was in New York. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. I know. Um, I must get tested. Um, and, um, so then I was in New York the first week of March. And we had an event there. And you could see it all happening. And yeah. I remember coming back from Venice and we said, this is, this is, this is literally going to, this is going to go and it's going to snowball really, really fast. And we have to really get our tech online side, you know, going a thousand miles per hour um, because we'd been building a, plat a new platform and a chat app for the last two years. And our plan was to basically take all the, basically this is the uh -huh. side of the business to basically being 80% online digital and 20% being the offline events uh -huh. with the, uh, from where we were which was sort of 50 50 right. um so it's always been the plan and we were moving on it we just suddenly had to the whole team had to pivot into that's what we're doing there is no online offline anymore so all the offline events people and the community managers and stuff just yeah. suddenly it was all online and actually because we have this huge online community side of KK and even, you know, every offline event we do has a big online chat thing going on for like three, four days before an event, you join the pre-party chat groups. There's, there's a big, that big digital kind of virtual world that's existed. So it was sort of, well, we've got all that, you know, that's kind of, we're 90% there really on the virtual events. We just need to, turn with the actual event into a virtual one which yeah. obviously when you're dealing with sex um it kind of yeah you're never going to replicate that you might have in, to explain, in the digital yeah. world. um so it's sort of where well yeah. actually if you can have all the chat there and that and that you still have that human connection which is what makes kk really it's mm -hmm. not really the sex side that's sort of i always say that's the byproduct 
it's that belonging and those so is it more the chats is it just the conversation the flirting is that yeah. is that what has picked up on the exactly on your community? Yeah, yeah so basically within the first week our messaging had gone up 300 percent wow um so but we were kind of starting to do kind of workshops and more of the education stuff online anyway so then it was a case of well everything's going to be online and rather than me hosting panel debates and charging around different cities and stuff and I was getting to a point where I was like this is too much um and I actually <laughs> saw a therapist I hadn't seen for like 15 years and said I just feel like this hamster on this hamster wheel and it's getting faster and faster and faster <laughs> and I can't get off it and yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what I think I've done six fights in six weeks and a bit like you and you know the three kids and it was just yeah. too much and Jesus. so the first of week of lockdown I've I actually messaged him going, when I said I wanted to slow down, this wasn't exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> no, not, not quite. And he, so yeah, he, said, he said, to be honest, it was the only way of stopping you. So, um, oh. um, um, so oh, it yeah. kind of, it was, it was, a, it was quite straightforward to us to move into the, and we have a very, very strong tech digital team. Most, you know, most of, of the staff are digital based. Yes, um, and okay. our CEO is a complete tech. Ah, leader. okay. So it didn't yeah. change much for you no. and your team. It's just, uh, it's just mainly for your events and your company. But for so you and your team, you've always been here yeah. and there, and it doesn't change much. You've yeah. got people throughout the world now working for you. You've got sort of division in, uh, in New York, in Dubai. You've got a few in people everywhere. Sydney. Yeah. So oh, we've crazy. been doing um, events on Sydney time zone and New York time zone so our events team here have been on the espresso martinis to stay up till 3am to go live <laughs> with new york um, are you are you still following most of your events we um i'm not i'm yeah i'm uh, what i'm doing is hosting like three t insta live chats a week um right. like tuesday wednesday thursday there's like two sister ones and one kk one and then i'm not involved in all the rest we'll have i'll be in some zoom meetings um yeah. about stuff but um you know we've got a great team and actually and I trust them um so no, I've, nice. you know, I've had it's... a couple of nights actually on a Friday where I've been in a zoom chat myself having some quiz night with friends or something and then at 10 o'clock when it finishes and KK starts I was, I've said to my hubby come on let's get let's go into the KK party so <laughs> we've <laughs> had good. a few We've had and, a few drunk like joinings on the sly. <laughs> this is so good. And I have to say, I'm just going to share one of the quotes you put on your social media recently, which cracked me up. I read in the middle of the night as I couldn't sleep and uh, used the during the Middle Ages, they celebrated the end of the plague with wine and orgies. Does anyone know if they have anything like that plan when the, this one ends? And I have to say, I laugh my head off thinking, <laughs> oh, this is perfect. It's true, though. That's the thing. You look back through like centuries and centuries of <sighs> disease and plague, and what happens as soon as it, everyone's allowed out, the the level of sex goes up. So when people say, "Oh, are you going to be," you know, is that people aren't going to want to have it when when we're out of this and out of lockdown and socially distanced, I'm like bollocks. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Want it. I've seen, I've seen my not that it is a sex talk now, but I've seen my husband more than I've ever seen him in years. You know, I spent three months every day with him. Exactly, I'm I'm like that. I'm ready. This is I, I've said I worked out. This is the longest time I've ever stayed in one place and slept in the same bed since I was seven because I went because oh, I went to boarding school. So um, <laughs> I was like, honestly, that's pretty impressive for a 42 year old. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good math. That is brilliant. I, I haven't calculated before me exactly the same. I, uh, 
I haven't been to boarding school, but trust me, I don't think I've spent that long with anyone in my life. Yeah. 24-7, literally 24-7. What a change. But, you know, it has taught us to slow down a a bit. I don't think we will for very long. I think things will go back to normal. Give us six months and we'll have completely forgotten what we went through. Um, But I think what will stay is the power of people who've been here to support, to help. Yeah. Uh, All these beautiful contact and network. And it's amazing because you have created so many lovely communities um, either of, I mean, you're very much into sort of women communities, but uh, I know there's lots of men out there who, who need help and we need that power of connection and it's not all being big boys and etc. It's actually just to say, I need help and raise your raise your hands and you're there. Um, I love the charity that you got involved as well, the Heat Against Heat campaign. I thought it was genius, you know, I've been thinking about all of these guys and oh, Unfortunately, I know a few people have been uh, in this really sad circumstances over the past few weeks. So when you launched this campaign, I went behind straight away and I thought, yeah, my gosh, yeah, people need to make noise. Uh, no, no, it's, it, people need to make noise, absolutely, and, and help out. So um, I love all the campaigns. You're, you're very touching and very, uh, you can tell there's lots of meanings behind every campaign. So it means a lot, I think, for a lot of people. Thanks. Which is which is good. No, it's true though. Um, so a lot of events, a lot of events online. Um, how do you cope? So obviously you you are a very busy person. What's your sort of how do you, you know mindfulness is a, is a bit of a buzzword at the moment? But how do you keep sane in the middle of all this? Um, do you know what I do? Try and do mindfulness, although my mind I can only manage about five minutes of it because my mind <laughs> just goes into to do lists and stuff. But I yeah. think. Even though I run around and I might be on an aeroplane and I might end up in different cities, I am quite a creature of habit. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I like, we live on the river and I like outdoors and mm. I like walking and, you know, I like listening to some podcasts. And um, so, you know, and I, I yeah, exercise loads and I swim loads. And um, so, so it kind of, that I have things that I have done you know, it's like I love Pilates. I've done, you uh-huh. know, I've been doing that for like 15 odd years and it's my, I don't buy handbags and designer stuff. And, you know, my, my thing, my guilty pleasure has always been Pilates. Nice. <laughs> and that's why, yeah, yeah that's I, why you look fit. That's how you look. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's good. So it's sort of, <laughs> I have, you know, I have things and I have, you know, what I eat and, and, okay. you know, I like my latte first thing and you know I like my glass of wine in the evening and it's just you know it's just sort of having a kind of a bit of a routine that just wherever I am that's just that's how I operate so it doesn't matter what that and also having a to do old school to-do list I don't do a to-do list on my phone I've got no interest or on my computer I have a big April diary and yeah. I write things down in there at the beginning of every week. And as I go through it, I cross it out. And every day I'll add to it. And anything I don't do that week will carry over to it. And I just write it. And I think that yes. act of writing it out and actually physically drawing a line through stuff, I think psychologically, yeah. and I've read actually recently, it, it is really good for you. It's yeah, good, absolutely. Um, so I don't, I'm not a digital person. I, will, I use the digital world as a tool because you need to and my you know sister business and KK business are very tech digital but I'm a really offline person and I need that human connection and I'm always the one in the office saying just pick up the phone you know people say well I emailed them they haven't got back to me well that was two weeks ago just pick up the phone um (laughs) you know I'm always pushing people to go out and go to networking events or go to events to you know meet people and 
Lion. Very good. Yeah. So how how many events? It's so good you you sort of talk about that as well. So how many events do you tend on a normal time? Do you tend to go out? Because I guess you need to uh, talk about your business to a lot of people so they get to know you and then they sign up um, and grow the communities that you that you're building. So how many events do you tend to go to, or do you push your team to go on your behalf? Um, What's the strategy mixed, there on networking? Uh, in the, in the, I will push. I mean, I push the team to go, and that's more for them to go out and find, you know, educators and experts that we can use in our events and stuff. But me personally, okay. I probably because also, you know, I've got three littlies and live just I live out just outside London, so you know, I don't want to tear the arse out of it. Um, but I will probably be out two evenings a week. But what I try and do, it's probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the nights I will be out in town at functions. Um, and that's whether I've been invited to something or whether I just, you know, will go out or see friends or go to new places um, and or whether it's something we're hosting, one of our panel debates or something. So those tend mm -hmm. to be the nights. And then actually I tend, I try and not and be at home Friday to Monday. So I work from home on a Friday and a Monday and it kind of gives me, that's my, it's just sort of, that's my rock. That's where yes. I come back to. Home is where I come back to. And I'm not, I have never been one of those people actually who has big parties in my home, even in my 20s. It was always mm -hmm. my sort of sanctuary to come back and okay. just be completely still. And I could easily go two days without seeing anyone or speaking to anyone. You know, it's yeah, sort yeah. of a real yin and yang yeah <laughs> no absolutely and when you go out so in central london or, or throughout if you because i know you travel a lot you said new york and you mentioned a few other places what sort of networking do you do you attend do you have any good memories of great events which have been organized and you thought yes that was worth thing i met i met quite a few people um and what are the events you would recommend attending and those who you think actually do you know don't bother do you know what it's funny in the well in my 20s and like when i was first starting out there were you know the whole kind of digital social media world didn't really exist so it was you know even growing growing a business was the only way you could do it was really to be out hustling um yes. and i i just remember in my 20s out hustling and and going to these kind of business networking events that were so they were so much older than me and they were so male and they i blagged you know i just blagged my way into some or i'd meet someone <laughs> and it might be sort of you know i'd get chatting to a couple of guys who might be in their 40s or 50s and they'd say about an event and, and an industry one. I remember being out and about in the sports world quite a lot. And I got into this, um, I met one of the, the founders of the 6pm club, which is still going. And it's actually, yes. it's a big, you know, directors in sport and entertainment industries. And I remember going and, uh, you know, they sort of said, come along. Because at the time I was sort of figuring out jobs and stuff. And they said, you might be able to meet people. And I met some really interesting people who I'm still really good friends with now. But these are guys in their 60s now. Uh, um, and I just I love people and I love energy and I just love my where I've learned and people often say of you did you have a mentor and I say I didn't have one I had loads because I would just hang around and want to spend more time with people who just oozed this confidence and success and positivity and it was that I wanted to learn how they operated and watch how they dealt with people um, yes. and just listen and that was yeah. that was that that was how I learned and that's how I networked and it's you know even now I love new people and the ones I will kind of magnetically be drawn to are the ones who just radiate this this they, there's mm -hmm. this positivity to them 
yes go getting drive and um and absolutely great. yeah but you know it, it's not definitely um i was speaking to quite a few guests um, over the past few weeks on this podcast and um it sounds easy for for people like like yourself or, or myself i don't know i think it's a it's a character either yeah. either it's, it's quite natural isn't it but it's not actually even it's not easy for everyone and i have had some guests saying you know i'd rather do all my networking on my social media and not go out because i i feel really shy i don't want to look at people i feel a bit awkward to look at people i don't know in the eye um so it's it's also uh, it's also interesting to say you know but try try to be natural try to be yourself and um, and perhaps force yourself to go out a little because the more you practice, it's like everything practice makes it better, isn't it? Yeah. So the more events you attend, the more people you talk to, the more natural you'll feel. Um, but I perfectly understand that, you know, some people take the networking completely online now and just remain just on their Instagram and they hide behind an Instagram mm -hmm. page. But for some, it seems to be working. How is it going for you, social media? It's good. It, um, but again, it's that it, it is that and. I know so many people, and especially you know, half over half our team probably would find it that whole face-to-face -face networking terrifying and really awkward. <laughs> and I think especially the younger, the yes, younger, exactly, the younger it's a generation. Is, I agree. They are so used to doing everything on the digital world and not having that face-to-face. -face, that actually, then just not used to having that human interaction of of having to deal with people face to face and it's a shame because that they it's hiding they there's a lot of not taking responsibility that goes with that that they can hide behind tech and they don't have to take responsibility and um and it just you know and i think when you're forced to when you are face to face in these you can't hide and you can't yes. um you can't just shut yeah. down your computer or turn your phone off or not reply to you know a message because you're face to face mm. having these conversations then and there and i don't i think more of it mm. should happen and and actually as bosses being older and know and having lived through you know that time mm. when that's what you had to do and yeah. knowing how good it is for you it actually i think we should be responsible for actually trying to help them have that experience that's such a good idea no it's <laughs> i i yeah what a mission <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i i'm with you on that i could not agree more um i as you know obviously i, I run a, a pr agency and we do a lot of lifestyle and luxury the idea for me when we organize events is al always to try to create an experience for people um i went to a magazine 10 year 10 years anniversary of a magazine recent well just before the confinement and you know they suddenly they invited a an author to read a passage of his book and at the end it was lots of questions and answer from the public it was it was completely unprompted no, no one knew that he was he was a guest coming yeah. and what he was doing but he made the event um you know it was a birthday celebration over a glass of champagne which i went there it was the other side of the city and i went there on a friday night really dragging my feet thinking i need to network i need to meet some people and actually i spent about four hours there because i could not leave i met you know because of the atmosphere and the extra little bit of je ne sais quoi yeah. that the organizer put together um and i really think you know exactly we should we should really try to brainstorm and do more and more fun events trust me in london there's still a lot of very dull formal events where you go with a badge and you yeah. have to introduce yourself in 30 seconds um so i hope hope things could improve after this confinement and be less daunting and more more fun and interactive i'm really hoping we can go towards this route yeah and more real that's the thing it's I think more that, real it's yeah that, 
being real and I, I know like from doing our sister panels every month with different industries and they've been really open and really successful women but the discussion none of it's been sort of money and that kind of side of thing yeah, 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 yeah. the raw bits and the failures and how you get over them and that that vulnerability and people and I think the younger you know when you learn things people you want to see the real raw rawness of those people and yes. and the failures and how they got through it because when a lot of the time you get to know of someone when they become a really successful person and that's mm, great that's and true. you can admire them but what I want to know is how they got there and the really shitty things <laughs> that happened to them in the, oh, in the process you know Emma you just <laughs> reminded me on how you started how we met uh, do you remember this office uh, for the story everyone we <laughs> we shared Emma and I an office we had some friends in common the, the boys from the yeah. renaissance club which I have lost touch and I'd love to meet these guys again by the way yeah no I'm still um, friends with them that's so I, I fully we are we're on social but again no face to face which is you know probably my fault um but yeah anyway I remember forever I was starting with my, my PR agency and one day they arrive and said well Clem we have a friend she's set, she's setting a sex club and she's um joining us at the office and she's starting tomorrow and I was like oh my gosh and me being super conservative <laughs> at 25 years old setting up my own PR luxury business like oh my gosh there's a girl setting, setting a sex club and she's gonna be sharing my office <laughs> I would remember that day forever. <laughs> and I think I was, when you arrive at the office, you know, looking all glam, etc. I thought, oh my gosh, she's cool as well. Okay, that's <laughs> that. <laughs> and, and I was working in that grubby office, if you remember, Shepherd's Bush. Which is now, white, going, now white city, isn't it? It's now white yeah. city has been put down. Exactly. So yes, it's good to remind each everyone, you know, how we all started and how little we were when we were starting our businesses and what we've become. So you're absolutely right. There's a lot of lovely story on the way. Um, and that human connection and keeping in touch with people and don't hesitate to pick up a phone like we're doing now uh, just to ask for help or ask for um, advice. I think it's, uh, it's crucial. So definitely a key message out of this podcast as well. Um, but thank you, Emma. On that, uh, on that last note, you know, obviously for people, youngsters, you're given a lot of beautiful tips. Um, but do you have any last piece of advice? If you had one piece of advice on networking that you would like to share before we close um, this episode? I think just to keep an open mind, because you do not know what anyone out there is going through and whether they've had a bad day. And sometimes you will walk into a thing and someone will look really unfriendly. And I call it, you know, proper resting bitch face. And actually, you know, and you can really, you can completely palm them off and go, right, I'm not going to speak to them. And often you, you don't, the minute, if you kill, I say kill people with kindness and smile, yes. you know, or, and just go and just try and just go through that resting bitch face because most of them actually will crumble. And a lot of the time that resting bitch face hides a really nervous person who's feeling really socially awkward. And that's why they're looking like that. So it's, don't, I always say, just don't take that first, you know, that first impression as the given. Um, yeah. Um, and, and speak to everyone. Speak to, you know, I speak to people in lifts and stuff because you just don't know who anyone is and who you're going to meet through those people. So you might think someone's an arse, but you don't know who that arse is friends with and connected with that could help you. Um, so. Exactly. Yeah, I could not agree more. Well, that's really, really wise and, and good advice. So for everyone who wants to get in touch directly with you, can they contact you on your social media? What's your best handle um, for everybody to follow I'm you? I'm just um, E-M-S-A-Y-L-E, M-S-A-L-E, um, 333, I think, at um, on Instagram. I think I'm not. 
Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Or, or just well, we'll... through the Killing Kittens or Sister one. Good. Yeah. They'll find you. Otherwise, they can go through me, and I'll put you put them in touch with with yourself for any um, advice or, or business. Uh, uh, tips that you may want to share further with them. Thank you, Ems. No this worries. is such a pleasure to speak with you. I really appreciate. It. I know you're you're hugely busy as well with your little one. They are so cute, by the way. So carry on <laughs> posting pictures. Your boys this is... well. <laughs> now they're grown up. Now you know the baby stage is gone, but <laughs> going so fast. But yeah, no. Thank you very much, and I'm sure I'll see you again yes, very cool. soon. See you later. See you soon. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crécy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!